Hey everybody, welcome to Flip a Script. Uh, this is Welcome to Ragged Rock Part 3, Part 2. So, this episode was a little long, so we decided to cut it in half. Um, so, please make sure you are listening to the right one first. This is Part 2 of Part 3. That makes sense. Trust us. So, if you haven't heard the first part, go back, listen to that, and then come back here. Um, real quick, just want to tell you about our sponsor. Um... Again, we are sponsored by Stony App. Um, they are a service that can uh, deliver weed straight to your door if you live in the state of California. Um, so, yeah, you can sit on your phone or computer, find some weed products that you're really into, order them. They have same-day shipping and next-day shipping. Um, so get on there, do that. Uh, when you do, use promo code FLIP15, that's flip one five. And you will get 15% off your order. How fucking sweet is that? Um, again, real quick, we have a Patreon page. Uh, Patreon.com slash flip a script. Uh, they got all kinds of rewards and stuff. If you like the show, like what we're doing, want to help out a little bit, even if it's not much, anything helps at all. Cover costs for making these episodes and making them sound cool and be good. So any help is greatly appreciated. Again, that's Patreon.com slash flip a script. Um, yeah, so let's just get back into it. Um, please enjoy the finale finale of Welcome to Ragged Rock. Okay, Dario, mm. just so I'm sure what's going on right now. Oh, yeah. Can you please tell me what the fuck is happening? So basically, they opened up a little portal to more baddies, and the baddies came to clean up their mess in the future in 1980s, and um, there's also a possible... Time is, is fracturing to the point where it could destroy everything. It, would you say it's relative? Half. <gasps> Yes, I'd say relatively it is. So they have to, to kind of stop that, or it's going to implode everything. Okay. Well, I guess that's generally what I wanted people to get. That's actually better than I thought that you were going to say. Boom. Thank you. This is very fucking confusing. I had to. I had. I had less than twelve hours to explain time travel, and I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> so this is where we're at. Excellent job. So, if you have any questions, hey, once you go fuck yourself. Once you get better at it, you can go back and and fix it. Yeah. Leave in the comments, maybe, perhaps. Oh, I mean, uh, I meant time travel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think go back and tell me how to write the script. <laughs> Should we hit up the next act, the final act? Yeah, let's let's. Let, I mean, yeah. it's up to you guys, but I'm down. Or we could just stop reading here and talk about. You could just quit. Pineapples. Just fucking quit. Like, ah, yeah. oh, we're done. Oh, what finale? Yeah. Did we say this is a finale? <laughs> no. Got it. Got it. Ooh, Joke. Ooh. Okay, now let's get to it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Cut to exterior mountaintop dusk. Walter, Judy, and Tanner reach the clearing at the top of the Ragged Rock Mountain. They enter into the cave and walk through the narrow passageway until they reach the big metal door. What is this? they don't answer him. Walter places a hand on the door, and a green light comes on, and one of the latches unlocks. 
Judy places her hand on the door, and the second green light comes on and another latch unlocks. Walter turns to Tanner, and he nods him to the door. Now, the old turn. Tanner reaches out and places his hand on the door. The third green light comes on and the final latch unlocks. They feel a sudden shift below their feet, almost like an earthquake. Whoosh. The three push on the door and it gives way. A purple mist reaches out beyond the door and welcomes them inside. Exterior clock tower, afterworld. Duh. The three are suddenly in the middle of Ragged Rock, standing in front of the clock tower. This isn't the Ragged Rock Tanner is used to. The town is back to its 1877's self, although although it's not quite the same place Judy and Walter are used to either. They cannot tell what time of day it is. The sky and everything around them is made up of a thick, dark purple mist. The air has some texture to it, and everything seems to be quite disorienting to our heroes. Is this the afterworld? God, I hope so. Otherwise, I wouldn't know how to explain this. We need to find the others. Quick. <laughs> find as many people as you can. We'll meet back up here. I don't think we want to be in this place for very long. The three split up and make their way to the door. Nope. That's not anywhere near what that says. The three split up and make their way through the town. Judy sees a few people in distance. It appears to be a young boy. Bentley? Bentley, is that you? The boy turns around, and it is indeed young Bentley Abrams. Mama? The boy seems confused. Judy runs over to him and grabs his hand. Come with me, sweetie. I'll get you back to your mama. Mm-hmm. That sounds super creepy. <laughs> you remind me, come, come, mama. Come back to I your love you, mama. 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 That's what it reminded me of. Oof, that's eerie. <clears throat> As she turns, she sees another man sitting behind a building. Jimmy. Jimmy looks up to see his long-lost wife but doesn't quite seem to recognize her. Yo, did you come from the river? I hear it's beautiful this time of year. No, Jimmy, it's me, Judy, your wife. Let's go back home. Judy grabs him by the arm and leads him away. Tanner runs down one of the streets of Ragged Rock. He comes across a man who is standing in front of a home that has been burned down. The smell of ash fills this weird place. Hello, friend. The old man turns towards the voice. He's in his late 70s. His clothes are burned and his face is covered in black smears. It is Ron Buckley. Hello. Nice, Mike. I was hoping you would remember who this fucker was. Are you alright? Where am I? I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to get you out of here, okay? What's your name? J just call me Stonewall. Stonewall? W where am I? Tanner leads the old man away from the burnt building. Walter makes his way through the blizzard, ragged rock with a... What the fuck? Mm -hmm. 
Is that, that's what you wrote. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Walter makes his way through the blizzard, Ragged Rock, with a few other people following behind him. That uh, blizzard snuck its own way on there. <laughs> I n- there was no intention for me for that. Somebody back home was probably texting you and told you about the blizzard. Or it's the Uh-oh. FBI agent. Derek, he's watching me. Derek, go home. Derek has control on the computer. Get some res. He was like, mm, Ragged Rock, huh? How about Blizzard Ragged Rock, you sack of shit? Walter makes his way through the Blizzard Ragged Rock with a few other people falling behind him. They are all dazed and confused, but continue to follow the gunslinger. Smitty! Smitty! Very nice. One more time, Mike. Smitty! Smitty! I want the last one, just like you, you're desperate to find this motherfucker. This is why you're here in this weird place. Smitty! Smitty! It's pretty good. Walter rounds a corner and sees the man staring straight up at the sky with his arms extended wide. It is Smitty Bishop, and he sees him to be walking around aimlessly. Monsters. So many monsters. They just keep getting bigger and stranger. Smitty, are you okay? Smitty turns to his brother. The Wanderer said it came from the sky. The end times. Smitty continues to spout nonsense, and Walter puts his arms down and hugs his brother. I'm sad. Fuck. Sad? That's not sad. Opposite of sad. What's the opposite of sad, Mike? I'm glad to see you again, too. Hey, Walter, we should go down to New Orleans and kick back. That sounds good, brother. Let's get you out of here. Walter grabs his arm and leads him, and the rest of the townsfolk, back towards the clock tower. Tanner and Judy already await Walter when he gets there. They have about a dozen rescue townsfolk between the two including Mayor Bill Cooper. Walter's group adds another eight to the rescue. Let's get the hell out of here before I start to lose my mind as well. I can feel it already starting to happen. It's like my thoughts are competing with each other and I can't think straight at all. Let's go to the top of the mountain. We'll go through the door. They take off with a band of survivors and head up to the top of Ragged Rock Mountain. Let me see who's in this next scene. We have like three pages left, folks. Oh, we're coming to the finale of yeah. Ragged Rock, the moment finale. you've all been waiting for. Loyal fans. The final finale. Rabid newcomers. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, you want to get into it? You guys ready? Yes. Bro. Let's fucking do this. Exterior mountaintop afterworld. Walter and the crew approach the clearing in front of the cave. We're almost there. Keep moving. Walter shepherds the group of people onto the clearing. We need to open the door. Tanner, Walter, and Judy race to the back of the cave, placing their hands onto the door simultaneously, and the latches unlock. 
They pull the door open and start pushing people through the other side. Then they start to hear some screams coming from the clearing. They rush out to see the disturbance. They rush out to see the disturbance and notice that there are six or more floating black figures circling around the townsfolk. They are all laughing menacingly. What's that? Don't let them hurt our people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. At first, I thought I was a dolphin, and then I thought I was Wicked Witch of the West. Thank you. That's, that's pretty solid. <laughs> Walter and Judy draw their weapons. Two black figures drop down in front of the tomb, still laughing. They then take the shape of the Mayor Bill Cooper and Smitty Bishop, but their eyes are furiously glowing green. Oh, I told you we'd meet again, Bishop. And I told you I'd kill you again. You're in our world now, Walter. We aren't so easy to stop over here. Smitty reaches back and punches Walter and sends him flying backwards. Judy shoots around at Bill Cooper, but it only seems to push him back slightly. It doesn't seem to hurt him or wound him at all. You pathetic little lady. You should have stayed out of this. The double of Bill Cooper lets out a monstrous roar, and it pushes Judy back several feet, and she falls to the ground. Tanner is quickly rushing people through the back of the cave and through the door. The confused and disoriented townsfolk are slow to move. There are still about a dozen that need to go through. Quickly! Quickly! Now! That's definitely not a fucking <laughs> Irish accent. That's Tanner. Uh, yeah. Quickly. How do I do it? You I, can do it. It's like Cockney. It's like Cockney. Quickly, quickly, now. Chop, chop. Walter <laughs> looks over at Judy and then back up at the doubles, looming over them. He knows they can't win this battle. Stonewall. Tanner hears Walter's cry for him and rush back to the front of the cave. He looks down to Walter, still laying on the ground, injured. The vial. Drink it. Tanner hesitates for only a brief moment, but ultimately acts on instinct. He pulls out the vial, pops the cap off, and throws it back down his throat, catching every last drop. Uh, What's this now? Your guns won't work, so you get a scrawny man to drink some juice. That's your plan B. Walter laughs and shakes his head. No, no, you fool. This isn't a plan B. This is plan A. The one thing that was sent here to keep you fuckers in line. Bill, Smitty, and Judy all look up at Tanner, who is now doubled over and gripping at his stomach. He starts to moan and scream. The ground begins to shake, and Tanner lets out a much louder shrieks. Hair pushes out from every inch of his body. His size begins to rapidly grow about four times what he was. His clothes rip off and fall to the floor. (laughs) I knew you was like that. Mm -hmm. He finally stands back up and we see his jaw is jagged out and his mouth is full of razor sharp teeth. Tanner is now the beast. But what does his dick look like? What does his dick look like? We talking like he's a werewolf now? It's covered Uh, in hair, obviously. Covered in hair. Four times the size. Take your dick. Nice. Multiply times four. What is it, a Dario? Eight. 
eight to teen times four. Eight to teen. Inches? Uh, six, 12, 18, 24 max. Two feet. The dry stick is two nice. feet long. Now we all know. Everyone knows. I think you would pass out. I think too much blood would go down to your penis and you would. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Do you want to keep talking about dicks or you want to finish? Yeah, let's go. Both. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, I agree, Adario. I like that. (laughs) Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. Tanner is now the beast. He lets out a roar. Anybody? Roar! And (laughs) grab. Sorry. Angela, you too. Can I do a roar? Yeah, let Angela do a roar. Perfect, beautiful. He lets out a roar and grabs two du- and grabs the two doubles in front of him with each hand, and furiously squeezes them until their heads burst open, and dust shoots from their necks. Where, God damn it, Tanner! Jesus, that was dumb. The beast lets out another roar. The other surrounding black smoke figures attack the monster at once, slashing and cutting at him at all sides. Walter screams to Judy. Make sure everyone gets through the door. Judy nods to the gunslinger one final time and rushes back to the cave. Walter stands up and begins to shoot at the black figures. It doesn't hurt them, but it does knock them around. The beast is still under attack, but continues to swing away at the figures, slashing and ripping them apart as they fly by. More black smoke figures make their way to the top of the mountain. Walter counts at least 30 more. They are severely outnumbered. Judy grabs the last survivor, Smitty, and throws him through the door. Everyone has made it safe. Walter, let's go. Walter continues to shoot swiftly at the smoke figures. He knocks them back for just a moment enough that the beast can lock his claws into them and tear them apart. Walter doesn't hear Judy. Walter! The gunslinger still aids his new beast ally and does not respond to Judy. One of the smoke figures sees Judy in the back of the cave and charges at her. Without any other options, she jumps through the door and shuts it behind her, and the figure hits the door with force. The three green lights go off, and all three latches lock once more. Walter and the beast hold their ground for as long as they can, but they are soon worn too thin. The smoke figures close in on the two as they fall to the ground and slowly begin to die. And then there is a flash. A light beam shoots directly down at the beast and on Walter. And all the black smoke figures shoot back out of the way as if they are unable to touch the light. Walter puts a hand on the beast and laughs. I knew these sons of bitches would show up. Walter and the beast float up into the light as it grows brighter and brighter. They are consumed in white light. Exterior, desert, day. The desert is vast, dusty, and empty. The afternoon sun beats down the wasteland, 
Not a single living critter is anywhere in sight. And then two riders on the horseback enter. The Bishop Brothers, 30s, dressed in dark leather jackets and two black cowboy hats, ride across the dry land. Walter and Smitty hold a stern face and stare straight ahead, searching for their destination. Way off in the distance, they see a tall mountain. Is that it? I reckon so. Looks like we'll make it before nightfall. Smitty continues to stare wonderingly at the mountain. Ragged Rock Mountain. What sort of monsters do you harbor? How long we been doing this? Have you ever seen a monster? A third rider catches up with the brothers. She is Judy Montego. She is beautiful, foreign, and mysterious. Well, Walter, I ain't never seen a woman shit on a man's chest. Don't mean that that's happening. She's got a point there, Walt. You know what? When we get into town, how about you two let me do all the talking? I'm the only one who talks to Bill Cooper. Whatever you say, boss. Smitty and Judy follow after Walter, and the three continue on their final stretch through the desert into the town at the base of a mountain known as Ragged Rock. The end. Credits by Joey Skaggs, featuring Michael Cobb, Adario Mercadante, Angela Cobb, and our guests. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're related now. It's pretty Uh-oh. good. Yeah, the cousin. We're from Kentucky. Angela Cobb, right? Angela Cobb, Michael Cobb, Adario Cobb, and featuring <laughs> Joey Cobb. <the> <laughs> yes. We're one big happy corn in the cob. Joey, I gotta commend you for writing I, all this, by the way. Mm-hmm. God damn it, it was so goddamn hard. I'm so glad I'm done with this. This was so hard. I'm glad I could do it. Like I, I had, I had so much fun doing it. But oh man, I'm so glad it's done. This was basically your life for the past three weeks. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. this was what I did, and I had fun. Western. I love Walter and Smitty. Mm, they love you. They love you hard in the face. I speak like Walter told me uh, before I came back out here. Yeah, and oh, yeah. he was like, you know. I really, I just, I just need Joey to know how much I love and respect what a man he made me. Because I, mean, I could have gone either way. And I'll, gone honestly, either way. that's all. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, that's all I needed, though. Angela, um, yep. thank you for being our guest. What did you think of it? Oh my God, <laughs> I had a great time. Thank you for having me on as a guest. Woo! This was fantastic. I loved your oh. accent. You fucking killed it. Oh guys, you're too kind. So you have, a, you have a birthday coming up, right? I do. Next Friday, a week from today. Actually, I think it's like a less than a week from today because we're technically yeah, we are still Saturday air morning. That's still like six days away. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. They're still mm-hmm. so far away. Join the no 28 cares. Club. The 20, I'm about to. I didn't die yet as a 27-year-old. I have six days left. I hope I make it to 28. Oh, you oh, The possibilities God. are endless, though, at this right? point. Like you, could, you could heroin overdose. 
I oh, might. I do heroin all the time, so you guys better watch out. Like, I go back and do it we, by myself. We had to stop the podcast four times so she could do heroin. Right? Guys, you don't know how it is. Addiction is terrible. God, we are. That's funny. We are on top of the, <laughs> on top of everything. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm. I can't wait for your birthday. It's gonna be great. Uh, I'm happy thank that you, you guys again, are gonna be there. For yeah. real though, thank you for showing up. And yeah, of thank you. Doing of course, this, with us. this, this was so fun. fun. It honestly went by in a flash. Like I, <laughs> like it kind of was like we started and then we're in it and then now we're done and I yeah, can't believe weird. it. Yeah, it's weird. Like it does not feel like it's been three hours and no. I'm pretty sure it has not been three hours. It's like running. It's it's maybe been two hours. Like running, I, I don't agree with that because running is like I want to die ten seconds in, yeah. and I still want to die. I guess yeah, I want to do this. All right. So uh, oh. speaking of running and uh, addiction, and oh god, what's he gonna say next? Dictionaries. Uh, Daria, why don't you tell us about laywax? And thanks to laywax, a wonderful treat when you can't get to sleep and your child's got a belly that's way too full to eat. Grab a laywax and you can dream that you ate. <laughs> Warning. Uh, does not include laywax. <laughs> Internal can include children that are eight and laywax. It's your kid's best friend. It's your kid's best friend. Laywax gets you to eat those foods and you be sleeping until you got a good mood. Laywax. Laywax. Pretty fucking good. Also, uh, tambourines, a hot new diner next to Frankie's. Oh, it's up the street. Shit. What? What's Frankie's? Frankie's. It's the one place you know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie's. You always end up there when you're lost. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you say you always end up there when you're lost. Yes. That's like that beer works. fest. You have to get like really drunk or fucked up. You're like, oh shit, I found Frankie's. Can can I do one for Frankie's? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, when you're not in the mood for dogs, come in for all the hogs. <laughs> what is that, Frankie? What the fuck, Frank? Frankie's piece of shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh shit, guys. That was amazing. It is like Almost two in the morning, I feel like. Shit, is it? Man, this went by so fast, guys, honestly. Yeah, it's barely one thirty. It's like it's one twenty six. It's so early. Take us home, Mike. Thank you for joining us this week on Flippa Script. I'm Mike Cole, joined with Joey Skaggs and Adario Mercadante. That was special guest Angela Young. We had Colin the Roadie Buckingham on the knobs and levers. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Flippa Script. We're back, baby! Oh, yeah, got it. <laughs>